Hello and welcome to Additive Insight, the original additive manufacturing podcast. Your source for news, interviews and comment on the latest 3D printing and additive manufacturing intelligence brought to you by the TCT content team. I'm Laura Griffiths, TCT Head of Content, and on today's episode, we have a conversation with Olivier Degerich, EMEA Additive Manufacturing Portfolio Development Executive at Siemens Digital Industry Software. With a decade of experience in the additive manufacturing industry, we discuss the most meaningful trends that have emerged in that time, why realizing additive's design freedom potential was Olivier's additive light bulb moment, and how Siemens, as a super user of additive technologies itself, is informing its own additive product development. We also discuss artificial intelligence, smart factories, collaborating with machine vendors, and much more. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And for more additive insight, head over to tcdmagazine.com to get your free print subscription to the magazine and get the best 3D printing news stories of the week delivered straight to your inbox every Sunday. Hi, Olivier. Thank you for joining us on the Additive Insight podcast today. How are you doing? I'm very fine. Uh, Hi, Laura. Uh, All good this morning. So we're here today to talk about additive manufacturing, um, Siemens, how Siemens is supporting additive manufacturing, software challenges in additive manufacturing, all that good stuff. So I do want to start off by asking you, you have been described as one of Siemens additive manufacturing experts. And I'm always very interested in hearing this from additive manufacturing users about what the kind of entry into the technology and the industry was. Can you share what your so-called light bulb moment was with additive manufacturing? Sure. One of, uh, I mean, one of my light bulb moment uh, during during my ten year experience now in the additive world is um, what I would describe simply as uh, design freedom. Hmm. Um, I've seen parts being three uh, D printed or additively manufactured that that with extreme designs with designs that wouldn't be able. Uh, to be printed or manufactured any any other way than with additive, mm-hmm. uh, and that offers endless possibilities uh, for for many applications for many industries. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely got some questions I want to ask you around that whole um, design freedom for additive manufacturing in a little bit. But um, just to carry on with a bit of an intro, can you tell us about what your role is at Siemens? Yes, sure. So. Um, my title is Portfolio Developer for Additive Manufacturing Software for uh, EMEA, that's excluding uh, the German-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, I'm uh, working with the Siemens teams in the different countries throughout the zones, mm-hmm. uh, together with uh, partners. In many countries, we do have partners uh, who actually resell our solution and our services. Mm. So basically, I support the local teams in uh, um, qualifying uh, uh, the opportunities. Uh, I am then coordinating the different e- the efforts between the different teams, from pre-sales to services to um, uh, training. So I'm I'm there as an expert to support them throughout the different uh, steps of a, of a project. Mm-hmm. And I'm also involved directly for the larger uh, enterprise accounts, uh, so I can assist directly the customers. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about some of those those products then that, that that you work with because 
the additive manufacturing software chain is is multi-layered there are so many steps as part of it from you know build prep to support um creation to the actual in process monitoring to the post processing steps and it has long been considered a challenge to to really streamline and make sure that we keep that digital thread going all the way through the process requiring multiple pieces of software. Can you talk about how Siemens is tackling that and what kind of products you're using to make that process more streamlined? Absolutely. So the way we we, uh, we address those challenges is by uh, developing, uh, proposing to our customer um, an end-to-end solution for additive manufacturing. Mm. And when we say end-to-end, it's a real end-to-end. So we can we start very early on mm-hmm. with uh, the design with a CAD solution. So NX CAD is uh, one of the main CAD uh, packages out there in the industry. And then we can start our additive workflow uh, in an NX-based environment. And this goes from uh, design for additive manufacturing all the way to the delivery of the part to the customer quality control, but also beyond once a customer is ready to ramp up and go from an R&D activity towards an industrialized process. Mm. We also have capabilities to uh, automate the process, to manage the data all along the process, to simulate the entire process, even go to simulate uh, a factory layout uh, so that the customer can uh, make the right decisions based on on a digital twin of the entire process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm interested in talking a little bit more about digital twins because I know that that is a, a huge um, thing at Siemens and digital twins are said to really improve manufacturing efficiency, minimize failure rate, shorten development cycles. And I think that has a lot of parallels with kind of the the benefits that additive manufacturing really offers to the industry in terms of those development cycles. Can you share how these technologies you think work hand in hand? Yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, digital twin of, of additive uh, in the additive manufacturing industry is very important and we can create a digital twin of every single step, digital twin of, of the uh, of the product. So before uh, the uh, the user uh, prints a part, uh, we can really um, simulate and generate a digital twin an optimized design. We can simulate the manufacturing process with simulation tools, mm-hmm. uh, and that guarantees uh, a, a part, a success, successful print with the highest quality standards. Mm-hmm. Because additive remains a very iterative process, and obviously those iterations cost a lot of time, cost a lot of money. Um, so being able to generate a, a, a twin before pressing the, the, the start button on, on the, on the uh, 3D printer, that is, a, that is a very big advantage and it saves a lot of time and money for customers. Mm-hmm. And of course, Siemens itself will be very familiar with this because, you know, the company is not only a provider of solutions to the industry, but also a a huge adopter throughout the wider business. We've seen countless examples from Siemens Energy, Siemens Mobility of additive been used in in end use applications. And I'm just keen to understand how does that experience as a, a real super user of additive manufacturing shape how Siemens approaches developing new AM focused products? Yes, yeah, so you're, you're totally right. So within the Siemens Group, we have different entities um, in, in different industries, transportation, medical, energy, 
those are also key industries in the additive manufacturing industry. Mm. So the tools that we provide, they are uh, obviously used by our colleagues throughout those different entities. Uh, we have a direct communication line. So uh, the feedback from our Siemens users is very important. We, we talk to them very regularly and basically we can optimize those tools based on really hands-on experience from mm -hmm. industrial users. So mm -hmm. working with uh, uh, Siemens Mobility, working with Siemens Energy is very important. They test our solutions, they're part of beta testing. Then we get their feedback uh, uh, and then we do the modification based on that. So we can say that when the tools are, are, are brought uh, onto the market to our customers, They've been uh, thoroughly tested uh, by already by uh, industrial end users within the Siemens group. And mm -hmm. that is a unique uh, advantage that Siemens has. Mm -hmm. And are there any particular applications that you can talk about anywhere those technologies have really had an impact? Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> for example, Siemens Energy. Uh, there uh, within that Siemens uh, within that group, there are different entities, uh, different facilities uh, uh, in Europe, uh, so in Sweden, in UK, uh, which which we can really say are factory of the future. Uh, there is a company in the UK, part of Siemens Energy, called Material Solutions. Mm -hmm. uh, it is uh, a, a, an external service bureau. Um, probably one of the most experienced and one of the most advanced uh, in Europe. And we could also say globally, mm -hmm. um, we work closely with them. They use some of our solutions, uh, Siemens Energy in Sweden, uh, where they manufacture uh, gas burners or different parts of the, the gas turbines that they manufacture there. Uh, that is also, uh, uh, I would say, a high-end industrial application. Mm -hmm. And of course, those use cases are very important for us because they highlight the strength of our solution, the strength of our expertise, of our people. And that is, of course, very important for us on the software side. Mm -hmm. And as a UK-based magazine, I'm very happy that you gave a shout out to <laughs> a UK-based company there. And in fact, Siemens Material Solutions is one of the very first, what I'd really describe as a, as a smart factory that that I ever yep. got to experience. Yep. So it's um it's really interesting to see how how much that facility has, has grown over the last few years and and the kinds of technologies that they're adopting there to really um optimize additive manufacturing and, and create this truly digital process. Absolutely, yes. Uh, I mean it's really we can say uh, uh, material solutions in terms of additive it's really the factory of the future mm -hmm. uh, i was there no later than yesterday with uh, uh, one of our uk customers they were really under impression and they said yeah this is really uh, the future uh, but of course we need to be very realistic uh, material solution has been around for i believe 20 years mm. close to 20 years uh, and that is a lot of experience uh, that is needed to achieve that level of efficiency. Mm. And that is, of course, um, also with the support of our of our soft, of, of uh, some of our software solutions. Mm -hmm. So I want to go back now to something you mentioned at the start of the conversation. You talked about your entry into additive manufacturing being about being really inspired by the ability to um, optimize designs and create designs that you couldn't create in any other way. And so design for additive manufacturing is obviously a really important factor in, in it, uh, leveraging additive manufacturing's benefits. But 
do you think that DFAM is more of an enabler to additive or a barrier in terms of, you know, people need to understand how to design for additive manufacturing and, and perhaps they, perhaps that can be a little bit um, alienating to people that are new to the industry. But at the same time, we need to use design for additive to really gain the benefits. So what are your kind of thoughts there on, on whether it is an enabler or a barrier? It's definitely an enabler uh, because, yeah, it's uh, it's an important aspect uh, that uh, we are addressing. It's probably one of the main uh, topics we discuss with our customers. It's to explain that you cannot design uh, for additive like uh, for uh, standard production technology. So mm -hmm. there is a lot of uh, education that's needed um, at, at company level, but also within universities, mechanical engineers, for example, need to be trained so that when they arrive on the employment market, they have those skills integrated. They have those additive manufacturing design principles integrated in their, in their core skills. So enablement is really a, a very important aspect. Um, it's also, a, 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 I would say, a blocking point in certain industries. And we can see that, for example, in the aerospace and defense, mm. um, because the products uh, that they are, uh, that they uh, that they have, that they produce, that they sell, haven't been designed for additive manufacturing. And of mm. course, when you are in an environment uh, where certification is, is key, uh, it is a very long process because you need to go through that design or redesign process for additive manufacturing, but then you need to go through that certification process. And this takes years. So we have seen uh, several uh, large aerospace companies uh, hitting some roadblocks very quickly because they realize that they need to focus first on finding the right application, redesigning it, optimizing mm -hmm. it for additive manufacturing. But that's when the hard work starts because you then need to go through this very intensive, uh, uh, um, I would say, certification process before you can even put one part in a in an aircraft, and of course, then talk about uh, industrializing the process. So that mm -hmm. is uh, an extremely complex and time-consuming uh, exercise. Mm -hmm. So on that, then, what do you think are some of the the bigger barriers to industrializing additive? Is it you know, certification and, and, and education, getting people to understand where it fits in and the, the process you have to go to. What, what, what are the, the, the biggest challenges there? Certification is, is, clearly, uh, is clearly a barrier uh, because today there aren't many, uh, I would say, international standards or certifications for additive manufacturing. Mm. We see some initiatives uh, in the oil and gas industry, in the aerospace industry, but there are not... Uh, mainstream uh, certifications yet they are not adopted as a, as a European certificate or as a US certificate. Uh, every company we see has their own, uh, I would say, certification process, mm -hmm. and that's of course extremely complex. Uh, and and yeah, I would say certification is one of the main uh, barriers today for. Uh, for mass production or mass adoption of additive manufacturing in in aerospace uh, but also for example in the medical sector where it, it's also very uh, a complex process mm -hmm. so we're talking about this idea of an and providing an end-to-end -end process end-to-end software solution for additive manufacturing and 
AM technologies are advancing and changing all the time. We, we see new processes. I, I know as an editor in this industry, I'm always having to learn a new acronym for, for a new process. There's always more lasers, bigger build frames, for example. I'm wondering, how, how does software keep up with this ever-changing landscape? Do you have to consider these kind of hardware advances and, and you know, create new solutions that, that match up with that? Absolutely, that's very important uh, for for us for Siemens. And um, there's another advantage to the, the I would say the Siemens uh, capability. So uh, we are we are talking today about software capabilities, but we also have a very important um, uh, hardware division. So mm -hmm. uh, Siemens Motion Control, who's uh, who's selling. Uh, controllers uh, and and um, to uh, additive manufacturing OEMs, okay. and so we work hand in hand with them, offering uh, a higher, uh, I would say, uh, solution combining hardware and software. Uh, and of course, we want to be tomorrow with the next uh, big OEM. So we want to be bundled with the next OEM, or we want to be compatible or integrated with the next big OEM. So that's why Siemens puts a lot of efforts into collaborating very closely with uh the with the machine vendors um we have seen a trend in the last couple of years with uh more hybrid technologies mm. like combining cnc and additive uh, combining robots and additive with extruders or with ded heads so those uh, uh new technologies are for us very important and we put a lot of effort in in working with them in in developing uh, customized solution. So that is, yes, a very important uh, uh, segment for us. I have to ask you about artificial intelligence because it would be wrong for me not to considering it. It's of course such a huge topic, but also because I'm seeing more and more of it filtering into the conversation around additive manufacturing, whether it's using AI for helping with designs, whether it's using AI to, um, to automate processes, all these various facets. What are your thoughts on the place of AI in additive manufacturing right now? AI is already playing an important role. We use uh, some AI already in, in our additive related solutions and it, it will increase uh, uh, drastically in the coming months and years. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, when we talk about design, we have certain capabilities looking into design exploration because today this remains a, a very a much experience-based. So being able, based on the input of, of design engineers, being able to automate that design exploration uh, within a very short amount of time, mm -hmm. um, that is, those are capabilities that we have already uh, included in some of our design tools. Uh, towards the manufacturing side, uh, as I said earlier on in our discussion, additive remains a very iterative process mm. and um, AI will enable uh, to uh, cut that iteration rate uh, drastically uh, to say, okay, machine learning for additive is very important is to say based on various parameters, can you explore the, the, the effects on the manufacturability of a part uh, because there are so many parameters. So the uh, AI uh, with the computing power that it offers will 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 clearly help us progress much much faster in this sense mm -hmm. and that's looking towards the future and and you know the, the next frontier of what what we can do next narrative but you've been in additive now for for a, a decade with siemens for i think almost five years if, if, if that's yes, right and that's correct 
in that time, the additive manufacturing industry has really been continuing this path to get to production and making sure that additive becomes this real and used production technology. What do you think have been some of the most meaningful trends or changes that have happened in that time that have got us to where we are now? I would say I see uh, I've seen the biggest growth uh, in consumer oriented market. Uh, mm. For example, uh, if you look at uh, footwear, eyewear uh, and, and maybe other consumer oriented applications, mm-hmm. the, the adoption as, of additive manufacturing has really boomed in the last few years. So looking at uh, customization, looking at sustainability uh, by using, for example, recycled materials for polymers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, those are for, those two industries, for example, have really grown a, a lot in the last few years because, mm-hmm. of course, polymers, it's a m- much more mature technology. It's been around for more than 30 years. Uh, the machines, the price of the machines has dropped significantly in the last year so uh, in terms of adoption uh, the barriers to entry are, are I wouldn't say not existent but they are very low today so that's why a lot of companies have tried and have adopted quite quickly um, additive manufacturing for production of, of eyewear or footwear we've seen a lot of big brands uh, now offering uh, customized insoles or midsoles or even entire shoes with additive manufacturing uh, in our segment, more industrialized uh, industrial applications, we have seen some changes. Uh, the machines, the price of the machines have decreased. Uh, some mach- machines have become bigger, uh, more laser, bigger build chambers. But the development, or at least the adoption of of those technologies, has not risen that fast because a bigger machine with more lasers uh, also brings along uh, more difficulties it's mm. technically it's the heat it's laser overlaps it's so it still needs time to to be tested to be approved so i would say for industrial and part, more particularly metal applications we haven't seen such a big growth as as we would have expected maybe five or six years ago okay well so look into the future then um where do you think we'll be in in another five years? Do you think we will see that maturation of um, of metal technologies and even more consumer products, and it just becoming the norm? I guess. Where do you think another five will take us? Yeah, the the machines. I mean, it will it will it's a link to to what I just said. The machines will the price of the machines will will become will become cheaper. The mm. machines will become also more um, more productive. But on the metal side what we see in the last what we have seen in the last two years um may, it's not the growth is maybe not so much on the more classic technologies like powder bed fusion or, mm. or ebm it's more towards hybrid technologies okay. um for example combining robots with different kind of am technologies why because there are hundreds of thousands of robots out there so for an industrial uh user um they probably have robots. They can easily retrofit it with an additive technology on top of it. Mm. And uh, for a very much slower budget, maybe a couple of hundred thousand euros, you can start printing parts. So that is the trend that we have seen is combining robots or CNC machines uh, being retrofitted with additive technologies. And we see a big boom and big development uh, in that segment in the next few years. 